Welcome to Feeding Frenzy, a podcast brought to you by the Breastfeeding Resource Center. The BRC is a nonprofit organization in Abington, Pennsylvania. We're here to provide support on various parenting topics to help you get through the roller coaster ride of parenting. I'm your host, Colette Acker. Let's take this journey together. Hello and welcome to this edition of the BRC's Feeding Frenzy, where we talk about breastfeeding, chest feeding, and all kinds of parent topics. And today we are back with Louisa and Jen, the lactation consultants here with me at the Breastfeeding Resource Center. And we just wanted to talk about the variety of consultations we do here at the Breastfeeding Resource Center. So some people think, oh, they just, you come for a visit and they fix things and you go home and everything's hunky-dory. Yeah. One and done? <laughs> One and done, no. no. <laughs> so I have ideally sort of my idea of what people should do to right, have a successful right. breastfeeding experience. And so what do you think is the first thing we should start with? You got to come in before that baby is born. Right. That's been prenatal since visit. the day I became a breastfeeding counselor. I said, we need to get to moms prenatally. So what, a, what about people who say, well, the parents can take a prenatal breastfeeding class? And they can be helpful. But I think when you're just one-on-one, it's specific to you, your experience, your history. Yeah, we know that there's some medical concerns or issues that can impact milk production. Um, so we want that medical history where we're not getting that in a right. classroom setting. Exactly. And in a classroom setting, sometimes some some families aren't as willing to open up and ask about that, even though there is that ability to ask questions about anything like that. So. I know we always, in the hospital setting, encourage families to bring their partners with them. And I'm sure there's a whole group of women who don't want to raise their hand and say, I have an inverted nipple. Is that going to be a problem (laughs) when there's a bunch of people in the audience? So, um, yeah, the prenatal consultation is fun. You give them a whole plan. You learn about their history so you can guide them. Um, You now have a relationship with this person. So when the when the baby does come, we have mom's calls from the hospital. Yeah, when their brains are still working when they're pregnant, yeah, right. they know so where we are. They know where we are. They, they call us. They just it's just feeling because it's a pretty vulnerable time. I think right after you have a baby, and if your nipples are bleeding or you're having a lot of pain, you're like you don't. It's nice to kind of have this relationship already. Absolutely. Um, so the first consults. When when do you guys typically suggest that? Yeah, I say if we do have families that come in for the prenatal, we definitely suggest, like, as they're walking out the door from the prenatal, even before that, you know, make an appointment for five to seven days after you have your baby. That is the first time we would like to see and check in, even if everything is going good. If you think everything is going good in the hospital, baby's latching, you don't have um, pain, anything like that, it's still a confidence boost for them to come in, like, right at that time five to seven days, we're expecting the milk supply to increase at that time so we can really evaluate what's going on. Yeah. And address any latch issues before they get 
out of hand. Right. You know, we talked about the five biggest problems with sore nipples being one of them. And people are still told till this day that it's normal and that it just it give it time. Right. They'll right. toughen up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, how much time are you going to give it? Yeah. Um, so. By day five, if they're hurting, you're ready. Yeah. You're ready to come to, in and. To tweak the latch yeah. because you could always do a little something, something to yeah. uh, <laughs> fix it. That's for sure. And like Jen said, even if there's not a problem. Yeah, I think coming in just to check because, again, the Internet, you know, and there's all this social media. I mean, we have moms come in and, like, things are going great. And then we start talking and she's like, yeah, I'm pumping seven times a day and getting four ounces after every feed. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So breastfeeding is going well. Right. But we kind of have some other management things that we need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And so follow-ups, I mean, I, I basically, I encourage them to come back, but I, you know, if they're having a pretty bad problem, we want to schedule it right then and there. Yeah, before they leave. So, yeah, before they walk out the doors. But, yeah, to encourage them to come back whenever they're feeling. Right. But something's changed. Yeah. Something's not right. You're a little concerned for whatever reason. Right. Or the pain doesn't go away. Yeah. That's a big <laughs> one. But I think when they're coming... And we're, we're changing something. That's what I always tell families. Like, if we've changed something, we need to make sure that the baby's continuing to get all their milk. Right. Um, be it we're adding uh, supplements or we're taking away supplements, we're adding a shield, we're taking away a shield, any of those things. We have to make sure that things are continuing to improve. Yeah, because you you make the changes. Things go really well in the consultation. and right. Can they... You know what hits the fan when they get when home. They get home <laughs> because I, sometimes yeah. I just can't replicate it. Something, something's different. And just like that, that prenatal, I think having your partner um, at that initial visit, if all, at all possible. If not your partner, another support person. Just sometimes having another set of eyes and ears on the I always tell them, you'll take in 20%. Your partner takes in 20%. You'll hopefully walk out with 40% or yeah. close to that <laughs> instead of just the 20% right. that the and then we send that letter, one parent could, will have. Then there's a letter that kind of reminds you of all the things that's the plan. Yeah. And I really like our new system with the portal where they can message us. Um, yeah. That's nice to have. Very nice. So, yeah, do the follow-ups until you're feeling comfortable. And typically, with some point in that time, they're going to start pumping in yeah. many cases. And so, what's my favorite consult? <laughs> Pump, Pump plant fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's new with uh, with the sort of new. Yeah. New, more extensive, I should say yes. now, because yes. of the number of breast shield sizes that different companies are making. So... We have the very popular pump, the Spectra. Well, they make, what is it, four, four sizes? Yeah, and then another company is making like yeah. seven or eight yeah, extra right. sizes in between their sizes. Right. So it is ex it's overwhelming. It's, overwhel it's overwhelming <laughs> to me. Yeah. And, and I'm not even trying to you're, you're, you're downloading these things and measuring your nipples and two millimeters down and two millimeters. And like, and, and sometimes that works, but when you come in with your flange uh, and your pump and we start playing around, we can see what feels the best, what where we see milk flowing. That's yep. a big one, too, um, because sometimes you can use a larger flange and it doesn't hurt, but we're not getting out a lot of milk. But we can, you know, make yep. the flange a little, do us try a smaller flange and we start seeing milk. 
but it's so hard for them. These sizes, there's a, a, a 15, a 17, a 19, a, a 21. Is that a big difference? But it can be. It can be. It can be sometimes. It yeah. It can be. You know, and what fits you, what, you're, what you might be fitted with or what fits you in the hospital absolutely is potentially going to change at a different time. Because right. your nipples can appear to be totally different immediately after you give birth versus especially if they're flat a week out mm -hmm. a lot of fluid they don't really have any idea what size your nipple is because it's not evert yeah so that's why i mean we see it all the time yes, yes. and we and see like, like what you're like they gave you a 32 <laughs> here you're a 21 <laughs> but you know the, the nurse or lactation consultant wasn't crazy her yeah. nipple just looked very different yes, to, right. yes, you know a week they earlier do. Yeah. they do um, so they're fun. So we have the prenatal, the first visit, follow-up visits as needed, pump flange fittings. What else? Sometimes we'll see if there's problems, you know. Those checkups along the way. Yeah. Just to make sure everything's Something's still going, going on. Good. You know, just a confidence boost. Like, it's been six months and my baby's not feeding as frequently as they were, or for as long as they were, I should say. Or babies start sleeping through the night. We start thinking, is there still enough milk? Have I lost my supply? So just kind of popping back in and checking in and or those all changes, changes yeah. in the baby's feeding developmentally, and then they've got we've got a full breast. We develop plug ducts. We never had them before. You might have a nipple bleb pops up, or you might have mastitis. You know, yeah. any kind of extra <laughs> fun right. breastfeeding hurdle yeah. that you run into. So they're, you know, they can always come back to us. And some of those things we can do virtually, which is nice. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't need to be face-to-face. -face. Um, and then there's the back to work. That's a big one. We do that. We can do that virtually also. Um, a, lot of, a lot of families like to come in and see what their baby's taking in at that point. Because if you were here at two months and now your baby, your baby is maybe four months old, how much more are they getting at the breast? Yeah, because you don't know. You're what going back you to leave? work. Right. How much do I leave for the baby? So that's kind of a fun little tidbit they take with them. But everyone's, you know, work schedule is so different. Mm -hmm. I thought over and over about teaching a back-to-work class. There's just too many variables. Yeah, I mean... My notes after talking to a woman, <laughs> when she leaves the house, when she gets to the place right. where the childcare right. will right. be and the, the length of time then it takes to go to work. Right. And, yeah. then, you know, it's just like so many bump? factors yeah. come into play. You really we have a really great list of some just tips and tricks to make pumping back, back to work a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. How to store your milk. I mean, what if you don't have access to a refrigerator? What do you do? Things like that. that and, there, and, and there's families at their first visit who are panicking about this. And, yes. You know, and we're like, just, you got time. Yeah. Don't worry. Let's worry. We'll worry about that when we get there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Focus it's usually not anything to worry about. And usually after you talk to a family and we've got a plan, a backdoor, they're just like so relieved. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where, you know, they've been going on the internet, searching yeah. things, trying to figure things out. It's got to mm -hmm. be overwhelming. Um, and then starting solids, they can come back and we can discuss that because, you know, it can impact milk production. You know, before the AAP changed, it used to be starting solid foods was recommended from four to six months. And then they switched to six months and nobody knew about it. 
That reminds yeah. me of the other thing. Nobody yeah, knew about it right. for a while. Even Many pediatricians were still recommending four to six months. And really, when they starting at four months, it really starts to replace the milk supply. And so talking to them about you know, managing the solid food so it doesn't interfere or take over the milk because it still yeah. should be the main source of nutrition. So I think, right. Right. like, getting that out to them is super important. And that's another visit we were, you know, saying with checkups. They come in, they're like, my supply is tanking, and their baby's six months old, and they're like, well, he's he's getting three meals a day and two two snacks, and we're like, well, that'll explain it. Yeah. You know, yep. that's something we see. Yeah, because they start replacing it. It's exciting it. to give your baby food, I think. Of you course. Know? It's exciting. And so sometimes we go a little too crazy. We start doing too much. And a lot of babies love it. And they're just they like, do. sweet. I'll just keep eating. Yeah, sometimes it's the baby. Yeah. There are some kids who dig it. Yeah. And if you start at four months and you start with purees, they start packing away yeah, quite a bit. They like I'm it. not eating that breast. Mm. I'm filling up with some apples. <laughs> I, get to, I get to sit up. I get to look around the room. I get to yeah. grab things. Mm -hmm. Much more fun. And then finally, there's the weaning. Which can be fun. Yeah, I love the weaning concept. Say Cons no. <laughs> there's that consult of like, just say no. And there's also the consult of the mom who's nursing her baby while we're talking about weaning. And I'm like, but are do you, you really, really want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Are you really I'm, ready for you that? Know, some, some people think that they need to wean at a year or whatever. And so just, and it's just. And lots of families come in just saying, like, it's a year, like, I, I should be, right? And I'm like, well, not if you don't want to. And just talking about um, how it looks as they, they hit the year mark or sometimes when they're mom, when we're going back, we're already back to work and we're pumping throughout the day, how that can be impacted with weaning. Right. Can really is a big discussion because a lot of people are done pumping yeah. at work in a year. Yes. And, and these, you know, they've been pumping for two and three times a day and we're going into the year and can we pull that back? And so it's not just weaning the baby. It's sometimes weaning from the pump. Yep. And then you have that group who babies maybe three months and they want to wean. Yeah, and that, absolutely. That, that's, you that's need help with that. Yes. You know, you're making 28 ounces a day right. and we need to decrease that. And she'd prefer it be tomorrow. But yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes. I'm just going to stop. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You can't do not that. the way it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, Absolutely. yeah, I think we have a lot of different options for families to get help. And it's so we can. No. And so we can support them from birth to weaning and have a variety of things available. It's what I like about the BRC. Not to mention our great support groups. Yeah. Yes. We have our weekly support group, our back to work support group, we have our support group for partners. We have our support cruisers group, and crawlers. cruisers and crawlers. We have our BIPOC support group. So um, I think we're... Our Facebook support group. Oh, yes. Our <laughs> closed Facebook, Facebook support yeah, group. Yeah. yeah. We also have our community counselors. Um, so we have, I believe my current count is 57 um, community counselors. So those are families who are people who have nursed a baby for at least six months and they take an 18-hour course with us to learn more about breastfeeding and to learn, um, you know, counseling skills to help families either over the phone or in person at our support groups. Um, and so they answer calls on our helpline 365 days a year. And if we find a certain person, like I know one thing that always sticks to my mind, like if somebody has a preemie, 
then I go grab a community counselor who had a preemie mm -hmm. and I get them together. So they not only have my knowledge, but they have peer support, somebody who's, who's been, been through, through that. Yeah. Or an exclusively pumping parent. I grab our the exclusive pump. to work. Yes, yeah, there's right. so many anything scenarios. like that. So we have these great counselors that we can link together with our families um, to give them you know, more support than just a visit with a lactation consultant. Awesome. We forgot one. Your very basic weight, weight check. check. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> super important. It, for... it is very important, especially in, in a time when sometimes more time is going to go in between seeing how things are going. There are typically like weight checks that start out from the beginning and the pediatrician will have you come back quite a few times. And if a baby reaches or surpasses their birth weight with the, within a certain time frame, before that two weeks time frame, sometimes they'll be like, everything is going great. Come back in a month. Or two months. Two or months. two months. And that's a lot of time to go by without knowing how things are going if you're exclusively breastfeeding. So here at the BRC, we offer you to come in as often as you would like <laughs> to weigh your baby. Absolutely. You know what my favorite thing is? If I'm seeing a family and the baby's having some symptoms of GERD, and but it's you can't totally tell. Right. Well, they have the two month visit at the pediatrician right. and then the four oh, month right. visit. That's when yes. it hits the fan. Right? And be, right between there, at the three month, that's when the kid really starts uh, self regulating. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I see anything, I'm like, just do me a favor, come in for a weight check at three yeah. months, just so we're not we haven't totally screwed up the breastfeeding yeah. experience. The milk supply is not dropped completely and all that by the fourth month. I'm the same way with families who I know are going to be see at the two week, two month mark. I'm like, just for fun, let's do a five week visit yeah. just to make sure things have, have kind of, they're continuing to work uh, well, because if they're not, we can kind of fix it. But what happens to families at times is they go at two weeks, all is fine and great. They go back at two months and Baby hasn't gained, supply has kind of dipped, and now we're playing catch up. Right. Um, and I'm, we can really beat all of that by seeing the baby at four or five weeks. Yep. And saying, okay, something's up, let's fix it. Right. Which is nice. In the same time frame, um, the four month distracted baby who might not be feeding as often because they're too distracted, that you just might want to stay on top of seeing how their weight gain is going at that time as well, too. Right, because some of them will start waking up at night, but some of them, if they're like sleep trained or something and they don't, they, you do see sometimes weight issues at yeah, that mm -hmm. point. Absolutely. Yeah, so weight checks are fun, easy. We have a scale in our support group, so that's always available anytime we have a support group that people can just pop over and, and weigh the baby too. And that gives you confidence. Or alerts you to a problem. Right. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> or alerts you to make another appointment. <laughs> awesome. So that kind of gives you an idea of all the different types of visits we have. And I think it's a great uh, model of care for our families so that they could have the knowledge of a lactation consultant, the peer support of a counselor, and peer support in our support groups to give you, uh, you know, to create your village, as they say. 
Well, thanks for joining us at BRC's Feeding Frenzy, and I hope you'll be back to hear the next episode. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Louisa. Thank, Thank you. you. You can learn more about us at www.breastfeedingresourcecenter.org. Thanks for listening to The Feeding Frenzy. The BRC is a nonprofit organization committed to providing expert clinical and educational breastfeeding services. Find out more about us at breastfeedingresourcecenter.org.